Socrates was one of the greatest philosophers of all time, and he actually was found in in Athens, Greece. You know, in in Greece there was kind of these two different ways of thinking, which Sparta trained the Spartan warriors, and that was more of the physical. You know, they would train kids at a young age to. Uh, there was like a thing called the Spartan Whipping Post, which was very brutal. It was basically toughening kids up and more on the physical than the emotional side. And then you had Athens, which was much more of the, uh, I would say, the Eastern philosophy, where, where it's more of the kind of ethereal, more of the intellect, and less of the physical. So you can kind of compare them to Western being um, Sparta, Eastern being being Athens. And that, that's, although that's a generalization, that's just to help you wrap your mind around it. And today we're really going to be talking about the Socratic method for thinking. So Socrates was a great man. And it was very interesting because he would basically go around uh, Athens and ask people questions and try and find something deeply rooted that they believed, you know, an extreme ideology, if you will. So an ideology they, they held deep within themselves and they really, really believed in, they really held on to. Now, the reason this is very, very interesting to study and very interesting to see his method of thinking is he's been studied as one of the greatest philosophers of all time for countless hundred years. And really, when you when you look at things like this, you know, time tells the truth. So it's, it's not really what people say. It's not really what it's important what they do. But time tells the truth because you can put on a front, you can put on a mask and bullshit your way through a lot of things in life. But time tells the truth. And there's a reason that, you know, great stories have been passed down and stick stick now. You know, the Quran, the Bible, the Bhagavad Gita, the all these different biblical texts. There's a reason these have been passed down. It's it's not like, you know, if, if somebody just made some stuff up, which some of them, yes. They, these things basically have these archetypal frameworks to reality. So these things that we try and focus on here at the Modern Academy, which is archetypes. And Jordan Peterson talks a lot about this, you know, things that are fundamental structures of reality. So fundamental truths. And this is going to be really interesting because we're going to be talking about the Socratic method for thinking. And this is really a truth that you can live by and, and utilize this. You know, a lot of people don't realize that the Socratic method for thinking is, is so powerful. So it's really a six part way of thinking. And we'll go through examples and probably apply it to some things going on in our social climate today, you know, with currently it's uh, early June and there's crazy riots, um, you know, a completely unjust murder in the streets by police officers and there's extreme ideologies on either side and really, you know, thesis, antithesis, synthesis. It's finding that synthesis where we can move ahead, you know, where we can actually, we, we, don't, we aren't just enraged, we aren't just, you know, so deeply rooted in our emotional ideals. And although it's completely understandable why people are this way, you know, you can kind of reverse engineer why they they feel that way. It's it's important to go, okay, how can we be rational about this? How can we put rational bounds on this? And this is why the Socratic method for thinking is so important. So starting off again, this six parts. So one, locate a statement confidently described as common sense. So for example, a lot of people believe that... Um, let's say getting going to college is common sense. Now, imagine for a moment in this part two, despite the confidence of the person proposing it, the statement is false. So basically playing devil's advocate, the power of inversion. So imagine for a moment that statement is false. So that um, everyone needs to go to college 
may be false. Imagine that for a moment. So search for situations or contexts where that statement would not be true. Well, there's tons of people traveling the world, making money online that don't need college. Study all the great men in history. The majority of them actually don't have college degrees. You know, um, from Elon Musk to Jeff Bezos, all all these different guys, uh, Warren Buffett, um, Ray Kroc, all these different guys that build giant companies did not have college degrees. They really are on their own feet. And you know, people, Mark Zuckerberg, all these guys that didn't need it. And this is kind of that part of that part two. So again, that part two is imagined for a moment that despite the confidence of the statement, assume it is false. So imagine a situation where it could be false and then search for situations, evidence, or context where the statement would not be true. So could one um, learn from mentors and build a business? Could one create a business online, you know, this is really the only time in history where we've been able to do this. And number three, if an exception is found, the definition must be false, or at least imprecise. So you could say, oh, that's imprecise that everyone has to go to college. You could say, if you want to become a doctor, you probably want to go to college, right? Or if you want to uh, become a lawyer, you know, something specialized. But if, if you want to build your own business, if you want to, you know, do your own thing creatively, college really isn't the best way at all. Going so far in debt just to get a piece of paper that gives you like a second of confidence boost doesn't help. So four, the initial statement must be nuanced to take the exception into account. So five, if one subsequently finds exceptions to the improved statements, the process should be repeated. So again, this is a loop. This isn't just a line. This is a loop. This is a feedback loop. So you want to constantly be doing this. You know, this is, you know, what's an extreme ideology you hold? For example, um, all police officers are bad. You know, a lot of people saw that video in these current climates and they, they believe, you know, justice has to be done. And although justice does have to be done, there are countless examples. And this is in part two that, you know, imagine that moment that statement is false. So People are saying that police officers are pigs. People are going out there, which is absolutely terrible. You know, they're putting their lives on the line every day. And this is this is the type of situation where you can find something that's wrong with that argument, root it out and go, okay, let me look for situations and contexts where this is not true. Well, all around the country, police officers every day have interactions with people that are positive. And although, you know, racism is a massive issue, don't get me wrong, massive, massive, massive issue. Police officers, that is their job in, in any organization. It doesn't matter what organization you're in. There will be good. There will be bad. There will be, there will be killers. And that's really a mental health thing and, and something where the only way to really root that out, root the cause out, is to go, okay, in training, we need to make sure that uh, that's, that's really the only way I see it. You know, the frameworks that police officers go into, um, go on the day-to-day basis with and have them learn, you know, learn jujitsu. Andrew Yang talks about that. You know, police officers should know jujitsu because that guy, it made no sense to have his knee on the neck. That's absolutely terrible. So learning martial arts, um, having a bit of a better understanding, a lot better of an understanding rather of, um, many things, you know, mental health, um, martial arts training, things of this nature. Because imagine, you know, if, if you're a cop every day and you've, you're overweight, you're eating poorly, well, part of your training should be, you know, you're 
responsible for protecting people. So you should really, um, you should really eat healthy. And, and the reason I paused there for a minute is I was actually thinking through the Socratic method to to see if if that was false. But I think basically playing around with this. So understanding that, you know, if, if you can frequently find exceptions to the improved statements, the process should be repeated. The truth insofar as a human being is able to attain such a thing lies in a statement which it seems impossible to disprove. So finding things that are impo- almost impossible to disprove. Very interesting, you know, things like the, the sun rising in the morning. Well, it's pretty, pretty hard to disprove, you know, the earth being... Um, the earth is round. Well, that's pretty hard to disprove. Um, so many different things. Our DNA structures, all these different, you know, fixed earth growth, all these different things. It's, it's hard to disprove. So finding these and then relying on those as kind of frameworks to live your life. So it is finding out what something is not that one comes closest to understanding what it is. That's a very powerful quote. So the product of thought is whatever Aristophanes insinuated superior to the product of intuition. So that's very, very interesting. So you can spark these ideas by intuition, but you have to use thought. Using thought is superior to the product of intuition. And understanding that it is finding out what something is not, that one comes closest to understanding what it is. So that's the power of inversion. So finding what things are not, then you find out what it is. So back to the college example, what is it not? It's not a end-all, be-all. It's, it's not a permanent thing. You know, college really hasn't been around that long in the, in the context of civilization, humanity, and classes. You know, the way that we view the working class, it, colleges have not been around that long, less than 300 years. So it's, it's very interesting when you kind of go deep in these things, understand more, you know, Today, our, our next episode is going to be about um, Thomas Sowell and his book, Inside American Education. We're going to be continuing on with that series. So I ho- really hope you enjoyed this. It's very interesting to learn about the Socratic method of thinking, at least I think. You know, I, I hope everyone else finds this interesting. You can really apply it in your own life when talking with others and kind of finding these extreme ideologies. You know, Charlie Munger says, try not to hold any extreme ideologies. So Thank you very much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe. And until next time.